Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for our final short rest, or rather, long rest, where we'll be taking live questions from our Discord members and answering questions about a 14-month campaign Whoa. we're all sad to be saying goodbye to uh, except for Joey, who no longer I has to listen cheered, to yeah. Nolan's puns. <laughs> um, so first of all, a couple housekeeping things from Joey. If you are here joining us live, take it away, Joey. Uh, hi, I'm Joey. Most of you probably know me by now. Uh, this will be a heavy spoiler discussion about the whole campaign. Earmuffs. So if, if, you, if you're like me and you don't like spoilers... Well, this is your warning. Uh, okay, so if you want to talk live, uh, there should be some button somewhere that lets you raise your hand. It'll be like a hand with three lines going across it. That lets us know that you want to talk, and then Joey will accept you onto the stage. Right, and then I'll tell you that you're here live, and you can speak, and just be aware we're being recorded. So you have to suffer like the rest of us. Yeah. Everything you say is permanent. All the, all the bad words you want to get, as personal as you want, <laughs> genitals are a go. Um, also, there is an actual chat inside live chat where you can type your messages, too. And so Joey and I are bo both monitoring Same those. with the long rest yeah. chat. Yep, yep, yep. So um, I have a bunch of questions that were asked in our long rest channel. So we'll have a mix of what are you doing, Aaron? You said genitals were a go. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to talk okay. about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of questions that were already asked, and we'll do that plus a mix of uh, the questions that you all are asking us now. So, yeah. How does it feel to be here, guys? I And would you like to take this opportunity to introduce yourselves and your characters one last time? Joey, let's start with you. Uh, hi, welcome back to Dyson Friends, your weekly <laughs> serving of magic mayhem and misadventure. Uh, I have, I'm Joey, your host and dungeon master, and it was nice this week to not plan an episode. I bet. Uh, I, I, we've discussed this in previous short rests, but I treat ODAF like a part-time job. Full-time job. And so, yeah, if not full-time. So it was nice to not have to worry about, about it. That being said, it's kind of, horribly sad um, mm -hmm. to to say goodbye to the world of Kythar and our cast. Um, most of you guys, I'm not sad to say goodbye to Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as my cue. <laughs> hey everybody, Nolan here. I guess now I have to say I played Mo the Monk. Oh, gut punch. <laughs> right? And what's, I mean, like, I'm pretty bummed about this too, but like, I'm even more bummed that Joey had a formal introduction because I didn't have a pun prepared. <gasps> Really? Well, I didn't know you were going to have it, so now I'm just going to do a really lame one. <laughs> like, What's uh, the difference? <laughs> I did, like Recently, I found out that cows wear bells because their horns don't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nolan, we're going to miss you. <laughs> but no, this was an awesome experience. It, it is sad that it's over, but I'm really happy that I got to do it. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm Greg, and I play JR, who was a human turned ASMR turned dragon. And, uh, <laughs> Quite the adventure. <laughs> yeah, a lot of changes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting that this is all coming to an end. What a ride. What an adventure to do this. Learned a lot, and yeah. Yeah. I learned maybe how to play D&D. &D. That was great. <laughs> this is Rachel. I play Tana the Tiefling. Um, she started as a dead Tiefling, and then she was a ghost Tiefling, and then she was a live Tiefling. And then she was almost a ghost tiefling. <laughs> and then she was almost not even recycled into Espis. But 
here we are. Yep. No, it's been great. I, I'm really going to miss you idiots. Um, I, I, it'll be nice to have our basement back. <laughs> she, great. she was alive in the very beginning. So you weren't a dead tiefling at first. You were a live tiefling. I was literally <clears throat> dead in the ice. No, I was no. not a prologue. You were alive right? and then you were killed okay. and then you were in the ice. Whoa. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. That's below the belt. The prologue. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Do you guys remember that one time very briefly when Tana had a British accent? I, do I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember that. Aaron, Aaron, take it away. Take it away. I think we all talked differently in the beginning. Mm, yeah. I, yeah, I know this I did. Yeah, it might have been some slight changes to our characters. Uh, yeah, hi. This is Aaron. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not actually. Uh, a 15th level druid elf in real life, but I play one on the radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, played one? Yeah. I guess I've lost my job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all fired. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a downer. Anyway, hi. Yeah, I played Finny and the Elf. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Sarek. I can say I was a paid voice actor now, so that goes on my resume. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of that money out. It was like, okay, cool. I can put that on my resume. Excellent. Uh, I played, oh gosh, I played a lot of characters. I played Heen, Wendy, Lelia, Imagith, and Twan. Twan? Yeah, actually, Twan was my prologue character. Oh, the yeah. only, you're the only voice actor at this table other than Joey who had that many yeah. voices. Right, because the rest of you had, <clears throat> I had two, two at most. Two, you had yeah. Dergus and me. Oh, you did have Dergus. Yeah. So, yeah, because you played you in the prologue. Yeah, so yeah, me in the prologue. You and Dergus. And huh. Dergus. We also had some patrons who probably got higher voice acting. Oh, us. definitely. Oh, I guess oh, yeah, I had NPCs right. of Dergus for friends I played. Oh, yeah, right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, you guys, we already have some really good questions from our resident Discord deities. So... Let's dive right in. Um, Andre, our god of blunder and buffoonery, <laughs> wants to know who came up with Sensei's first name. Leslie? Yeah. I, I, weirdly, I actually think that was Sarek. Yeah, it was actually directed at you, Sarek. Oh, Did okay. you come yeah. up with Leslie? I put that as a placeholder because I knew Joey had a name for him already. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just ask Joey. But I just put Leslie because I'm like, that seems kind of insulting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just thought Horace was his first name <laughs> that's what he wants you to think yeah <laughs> no i never uh, assumed he had a when when sarek asked me what his first name was i was like i don't know it's probably something really embarrassing well, first of all like, we might have leslie's listening to this podcast so let's just put it out there <laughs> we see you we see you we're sorry <laughs> hey, i'm named after a star trek character so if anyone has a yeah. dumb name it's probably me <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so i thought leslie was Perfect. <laughs> um, looks like our greater goddess of healing would like to <laughs> do something. Okay, so greater goddess of healing, I'm going to invite you to speak. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> You're live. Uh, you Hello? are live now. Hey, we hear you. Hi. Yeah, okay, cool. So I have a question I've been meaning to ask the entire campaign. I have finished, so I've already listened to all 58 episodes there and are 59 episodes <laughs> so make sure okay <laughs> mr pedantic <laughs> go ahead greater um, goddess anyway, of healing <laughs> well thank you um i want to know what process was used to write this story did you all have input did joey do all the writing was 
I mean, it's so smooth. I know you do a lot of editing, but it it's just amazing to me how you were able to put this whole thing together and it being so seamless. Do you know what I mean? Thank you. Uh, D&D is weird. Uh, <laughs> and how it worked is each episode, I would write an outline for the episode of what I assumed might happen and kind of just went in with a vague understanding of how it would go. And then we rolled with it. Everything was ad-libbed. So the group didn't know what I was really? planning. I had no idea what they were planning. And then it just kind of worked out. And then Greg cut out all of the, the like dead space and silence and us Oh, wait, math. how many dice am I supposed to roll right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, oh, shit, yeah. you guys, I calculated that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. but that is you why... You just bounce off each other? Yes. Yeah. Truly, you just... I mean, there'd be... It's an, it's, yeah, I mean, occasionally Joey would reach out to us or we'd reach out to Joey just to Like individually. Individually to discuss character ideas or like... Right, backstory stuff. We, yeah, where we wanted our character maybe to go with their arc. But other than that, yeah, it's all ad-libbed other than Joey kind of spending a, I mean, you spent a lot of time. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind yeah. the scenes. Planning my end of things. Crafting the NPCs, sort of crafting the world building, um, and then taking us through that while okay. we sat at the table. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, we're kind of awesome. We but, are. But also, that is why people like Dungeons and Dragons, is because it is collaborative storytelling, and it yeah. just kind of works out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also why it's really important to not be like a control freak and and roll the punches. We did yeah. we did kind of have to figure out um, like some improv stuff. Like there were a couple times in the campaign where where we would actually research improv and be like, okay, we have to say yes all yeah. the time, no matter what, because like there are things in like regular D and D you can be like, nope, I'm not going to do that, and that's fine. But in a recording when we're trying to entertain people, it's it's interesting how much improv actually went into you, it. Yeah, yeah, and there was a little bit of a learning it. curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were yeah. absolutely moments where we accidentally checkmated ourselves and we're just sitting there like, well, this is going to break everything. It's not going to be interesting. It's going to be boring. Let's try it again. So there were definitely some moments we got to peek behind the veil just a little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit of medical. And how did you decide the accents? Like some of your characters, Joey in particular, because he did a lot of, you know, the... The, yeah, the, the, the NPCs. That, yeah. I mean, like Sensei. I mean, oh my God! I every time since it came on, I would just start tearing from laughing. <laughs> so, and so, Captain Deadbeat. So Joey would show up. We all show up with our. We all show up with our. Oh, sorry. We all showed up with voices, and then we'd all vote and make fun of the voices that we had. This is a joke, of course. We'd all show up with our our but how accents. Did, how did no. you come up? I like. No. Like Sarek, you you remind me of Kirk in your character. He sounds like Captain Kirk to me, you know, Heen. And it just I would get a kick out of that every week. Well, I'm thank sure you, you didn't very much. <laughs> it was a pleasure voice acting for you. So I uh, Yeah, I mean, that's just something you have to practice. Uh and whenever I wrote a character, it was part of writing the character was figuring out how they spoke. Did you say uh, Deadbeat was because I said howdy, so you gave him a And it just kind accent. of like yeah. stuck in your yeah. head. Yeah. So um, originally he was going to sound, he was going to be, uh, he wasn't going to have a southern accent. He was going to sound almost cliche pirate. Uh, and then you said howdy, and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> southern it is. 
<laughs> okay. Thank, thank you for you. your question. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank so, airborne, <laughs> airborne underscore sixty nine phone. By the way, who are you? You have to tell me who you actually are. <laughs> Has a great question. I'm going to direct this one at uh, <laughs> at Nolan and Craig. Uh, how many large creatures can fit in the prison pocket? Ooh. Hmm. I actually would like a scientific pocket. mathematical well, answer to that. Well, please. okay, so, so we first off, pig. large is an actual class in D&D, yeah. so let's go off of that. How Kay. big is large, Joey? Large is uh, 10 by 10 by 10, I believe. <laughs> you fit in a 10 by 10 by 10 So it's 10 cubic uh, feet. Cube. Oh, yeah. man, okay. I'm going to say one and a half. <laughs> Which half? That's up to your imagination. <laughs> I think we actually talked about this in one of the early episodes. Yeah. I think it was discussed that two and a half people could fit in. Yeah, or two people and a pig. Because yeah. we had two people and a pig in there, and it was pretty tight. Um, okay i'm gonna take this opportunity to ask a question from our goddess of circus and dogs that is a great deity name by the way um lee wants to know other than your own who was your favorite pc and she did specifically say pc so i don't think she wants like non-player characters oh that's it Ooh. Okay, I can't answer that because that's like picking your favorite kid. Of course kid. you can answer that. So in other words, you have one, you just <laughs> yeah. won't say it. <laughs> I, I love you all equally, even if I don't like you all equally. <laughs> you hate Mo, don't yeah. you? <laughs> that's okay. When I saw that question, I actually kind of faltered. My immediate answer was Dergus, obviously. I mean, that's the one that popped in my head <laughs> most. But like, I really ended up liking everyone's characters. Like initially I wasn't sure if I was going to like JR because JR was like very like superficial. Right. Yeah. And I get it. Like I get it now after playing with you mm-hmm. for a while, you just have these very rich characters who go through like huge character arcs. But I can say initially I was like, ugh. JR, I don't know if I can do this for, you know, <laughs> an eternity, but I ended up really, really liking what you did with him. I thought it was great. I really didn't think you liked uh, Finian very much. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Finian had these moments of brilliance where I was like, okay, okay, you're smelly and you're stinky, but also that was... And you go on and on and on about inane trivia. Yeah, 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 that's exactly exactly what happens. I don't know, do you guys have an answer for that? Um, We can always come back to it later, too, if you think of one. I'm I mean, going to go with... Oh, go ahead, oh, sir. Sorry. I'm going to go with Kit because I loved the bloodlust. Oh, Kit! <laughs> my name is Kit Montana! <laughs> you killed my acorn stash! Prepare to die! <laughs> <laughs> okay, he might be one of my favorites, too. Although the bear lawyers were phenomenal. Yeah, those are pretty good. But those were NPCs. Those were played by Craig. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. You're absolutely right. I'm. Thank you for reminding me that of Dergus and Friends actually counts for this. Yeah, because we had some great characters in there. I would say... I found Heen's character really interesting. Um, I just scions are fascinating to me, especially since they're so complicated. I would never play one, yeah. so it's really cool seeing them unfold in mm-hmm. the game. But like, mm-hmm. if you guys had seen Sarek's notes, I was like, "Wow, mental <laughs> note: I am never playing a scion." Yeah. <laughs> well, you're only ever gonna play monks. Yeah, so. it's just it's so good. It's just a good class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on unless you guys have. Oh, I really liked Mo's story because it was a good story to begin with, especially before we hit like the big fighting a giant. We fought a, a leader of a monastery. Yeah. yeah. And he had 
he was like the innocence of the group, and I really like the innocent character who yeah yeah a fair amount of character growth that was interesting yeah. to see. Having a really innocent character, I like that as an archetype. He was mm. really necessary for this group too. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah. guys could have gotten off oh, yeah. the rails real easy without Mo grounding you in something wholesome. Yeah, and keeping us from going down the like super yeah. dark end because it would have done that probably a good half a dozen yeah. times. Yep. I can't think of them specifically, but I remember thinking a lot of times like. Oh, thank goodness no one's jumping in here because uh, <laughs> we're about to... Because Finian yeah. would just like carry all those bodies back and, <laughs> yeah. and, and bring us all in on that, and that'd be bad. So are you saying he stopped you from becoming a lich? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's a great question. Hey, liches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> my my headcanon is that Finian did become a lich post-campaign. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, well, I mean, Durgis did find true love, yeah, so we know true. that Finian is evil. Yep. Oh. That was confirmed <laughs> is it truly evil if you have good intentions he straddles the uh, line you I know mean. we're all let's be real everyone was evil except for mo <laughs> I, there, I was actually just thinking there was that one time when tana actually then had to come and bring mo back you remember that because you were going with your old friends oh, and you were like i'm not with noodles and company anymore i'm a bad noodle <laughs> actually yeah. i think you said we were all bad noodles even though you're the one who was eating them with ketchup but anyway yeah, so leaving like, the company. bastard yeah hey uh we one of our deities zach has requested to speak cool. oh thank you for Bring it. uh zach i'm inviting you to speak uh okay you're live maybe <laughs> you might be on mute Zach okay we'll let you think about that <laughs> Zach is one of our shy let, patrons <laughs> let us know when you're ready or just interrupt us we'll be happy to hear your question um, okay here is a okay so I have kind of a serious question here from our greater god of chaos um, it was mentioned throughout the story that people wanted to restore balance to Kaithar uh, the gathering storm that they could do it. They thought that they could do it by bringing in the party as demigods. Um, the party thought that they could do it by taking out the demigods. So, Joey, what did you mean by bringing balance to Kaithar? And how did taking out the demigods restore balance? And, bonus question, how would the world have been affected five years from now if the balance hadn't been restored? So, I have this issue where I don't like monologuing in character because it never feels natural. Yeah. Um, and so I try to give the information as naturally as possible. And unfortunately, it means sometimes you get pieces throughout episodes. Um, I think this is best described as probably like episode 37 um, when Ravi finally tells you guys everything. So the gist of it is the 10 demigods were hoarding a tremendous amount of power. Um, and when all 10 of them were harvesting the equal amounts of the different power, things were balanced. And so Thoga thought if he could bring seven more to get back to 10, everything would be in balance. And then the group decided, well, we could get the same amount of balance by killing the remaining three and having them release that magic back into the world. Hmm. So it was either 10 gods each harvesting equal amounts or no one harvesting at all, essentially. Um, yeah. And so the world of Kaithar wasn't suffering. What was suffering is Lagal. 
And so the result of that is people were being misjudged and missorted into the afterlife, which we saw as early as episode one with the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So give, given five more years, um, Legal would have been fading pretty quickly and more and more souls would have ended up in essentially random places in the afterlife. That sounds not ideal. That definitely sounds not ideal. I don't know. After the campaign, this is a question for me. Now that the campaign is over, do you guys think you would be sorted as not schmucks? Or do you think maybe some of us deserve to be in malice? I don't know. You mean your characters as of the ending? Yeah, by the end of the campaign, what do you think? Where do you think we'll go when our characters pass through the gall? That is an interesting question. Finian would have ended up exactly where a neutral druid would have ended up, probably in Mercy, where he belonged. And just planting mushrooms. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I, I think he would have just ended up where he was supposed to. Yeah, I think in the end, we were all pretty good. I don't think any of us would actually go back to Malice. I don't think so. We did kill a lot of people, though, you so it kind of depends on Legal's equation. <laughs> yeah. Did we now? Did we kill a lot of people? Did Mo, we ourselves kill Mo a lot of people? Mo killed two people. Yep, and yeah. those definitely kept me up at night. Both oh were Tritons, God. so I'm yeah. pretty sure Mo is racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious if anyone went back... Because I feel like Tana had a like really body high count. body count. Like yeah. I think Tana might have had the highest body count in the camp. But I don't know. Legal wouldn't necessarily have a problem with killing because Legal's about balance, and all you're doing sure. is moving energy around. And, and I moved a lot of energy you around. around. <laughs> and you didn't kill out of malice. Right. No, that that was something I was very careful like about. Standing in malice and shooting. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, okay, Joey. Um, And remember, I was telling you before we even started recording, I was like, I feel like a lot of this is going to be aimed at Joey because they're sort of campaign-wide behind-the-scenes stuff. But if at any point, like, you guys want to just jump in about anything about your characters or yourselves... Before you ask, I'm going to try and re-invite Zach to the stage. Come back, Zach! Because he says he maybe has it fixed, and if he doesn't, we'll never trust him again. (laughs) Zach, you're live. Zach, we will never trust (laughs) you again. far as I can throw <laughs> Oh, Zach. We're sorry, man. Type your question if you're able to. We'll make sure that we answer it. Um, in the meantime, Zach, our god of comedy, um, wants to know how the sun works, Joey. And this was Wait, a what? long message from Zach in our channels. Uh, ah, different Zach. Okay. Yeah, I said Zach got a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the sun is a ball of well, incandescent no, no. gas that's basically, burning at millions of degrees. Basically, <laughs> I, I narrowed it down to why isn't half the planet burning while the other half is frozen, or is it just, quote, magic? Oh, okay. So in D&D, there's this thing called, it's D&D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dungeons and Dragons is not supposed to be realistic. Um, if it was, it wouldn't be D&D, right? Like the allure of it is the magic and the fantasy of it. So yes, you are absolutely right. Half of the world would be a completely barren wasteland and the other would be a completely frozen wasteland. And, and the Terminator line would be where the, everything happens. Yes, yeah. yes. So on that note, this is one of the funniest things that I think probably got edited the most is... Because yeah. in, in our minds, right, 
the sun oh, just yeah. works. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, the, 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 yeah. the planet is rotating. So we're on the right. sun half, right? So we're like, okay, so at night, like when I remember was when we were on the boat towards the end, right. Tano is going to look at the stars one last time, but we can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's daytime. <laughs> times, and it was usually Joey who was like, there's no sun. There's yep. no moon. <laughs> Stop I'm, it. I mean, there is a sun. It just doesn't move across yeah. the sky. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. There's no rotation. You happening. mean moonlight. Yeah. You mean starlight. Yeah. Stop wrecking so, my planet. And no dawn. Yeah. Joe, did you ever, did you research the possibility of a planet that's tidally yeah. locked, but so, also is able to sustain life on the light side uh, and there, the dark side? We, we actually have one. Yep. NASA has found one. Yes. Um, that they are, I mean, as it's not only tidally locked to its sun, but it exists in the Goldilocks zone huh. and the Terminator zone. So the area around the the middle part, yeah. um, the temperatures seem perfect for life. Um, so this is actually very possible. the The big difference here is there wouldn't be people outside of that zone well, right well and when when you drew up the map like we the the audience didn't get to see this but if they did you know they probably wouldn't have studied it in great detail but like in your map you show like the center of the the light side is it is a, a scorching desert, desert. yes yeah and on in noctara and the dark side in the very center it's ice yes yeah. it's like a big ice cap so right? I, I yeah. did adhere to that, mm -hmm. um, but some but physics went into it. Joey yeah. basically slapped me episode two, I believe. It was after that I went, "Wait a minute, what about this?" And he's like, "Okay, what about this? Okay, what about this?" And he's like, "Okay, shut up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want realism, go to work, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Zach has uh, he has typed his question. Um, he wants to know the first regret that comes to mind when you look back on your characters. Um, what's the first choice you would go back and change? Oh, my first any. regret is not playing a character and DMing. I wasn't, I wasn't done yet. No. He also said, Nolan, Greg, and Sarek, I cannot listen to the story without putting your high school faces on your characters. It's quite entertaining. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I know my immediate regret is Mo. I, I don't know how much you guys might have noticed this, but I really tried to go the whole campaign without killing anyone because I don't think Mo could stomach it. And then when I was underwater and I was using lightning, I accidentally fried. Yeah, that. two of the Triton. And the, then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then I ended up being the one who killed Kavis too. I wish I could take that back. Yeah. Like, I left that recording hmm. like, oh, I ruined it all. Yeah, oh. that was pretty hard. I remember yeah. like the look on your face after they were like, wait, I killed them? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> it made Kavis's final words all the more potent. It did. For me. Yeah. Is saying it to you and seeing like your face turn green. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I kind of regretted coming out with the like chaos stuff as soon as I did. It would have been nice to make that um, like a more drawn out reveal, which is I have yeah. this really at the time I have this really dark power inside of me. I can't control it. It's super lethal. I definitely deserve to be in malice. Like it would have been nice to maybe grapple with that a little mm -hmm. bit longer. Um, but it was also longer kind or sooner. No, like like longer to not do the reveal mm. quite as quick because I think it was like episode seven maybe, and I remember I was like drunk on ghost ale and like hiccuping as I told you guys. Um, yeah, six or seven. Probably. Yeah, but also at the same time, like reveals have to happen at some point. We can't all wait until like the fifth arc to be like, boom, mic drop. I'm looking at you, Greg. I was gonna say, <laughs> Greg. Yeah. Yes. I like to draw my uh, spoilers. Yeah. Well, you do it well. 
Yeah. Because uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, as a player, I'm like, I want you guys to know. What was it? What well, episode yeah, was it where you to... became a dragon? It was like 54? <laughs> 53? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, first turned? Oh, that was yeah. also my class dependent. I was kind of stuck. So we had no idea until very far into the yeah. campaign. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, Aaron, I, do you guys have any yeah, regrets? I, I think I have the exact opposite, actually, where uh, part of Heen's entire story was that, you know, he's already lived his life. He's mm. already had any major arcs within his own personal development. And I told Joey this when I started, and I said, is that going to be okay? Because I know Joey loves to build the character-centric plots mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, yeah, Heen absolutely had, you know, a redemption arc. Um, but beyond that, I would have liked to have had something a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. So I think I should have... or. Moving forward, any characters I play in the future, absolutely going to find ways to make sure that they have a lot of room for growth, even if they are on the older side. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have played an elf if I had to do it over again. They're pretty boring. <laughs> they can be. Wow. Be a little stuck in their own like insular world. Mm -hmm. All of the elves listening to this that yeah. you're going to get canceled. But yeah, okay. Well, sorry. You know, when you live to be five, six hundred, seven hundred years old, you know, Life's a little moved at a different pace. So for the rest of the world, it's sort of like, dude, why are you so freaking slow? <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> I think those flaws help the character, though. Not I, For sure. all of you, I yeah. think yeah. those flaws really, really help make that shine. Yeah. Um, I have another comment from Airborne 69 phone. Um, you Specifically guys, their phone. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> okay. know. I love that. You guys had quite the incredible ride. Um, it's uncommon for parties to reach the higher levels of the game. 5% apparently. Wow. Um, what would you say is unique about a longer campaign compared to a short one? And specifically, this is a question for the quote, old neckbeards of the group. <laughs> so I think that would preclude me. <laughs> uh, from the DM side, it's so different. I'm when, sorry, I have to cut you off really fast. Yeah. Zach just said, just say you turned into a dolphin. Stop explaining <laughs> it. <laughs> I will never forget. I will Thank you, Zach. I, Thank I you. I think that was our first like <laughs> post-credit scene, too. Oh, my God. Just you turned into a dolphin. <laughs> and then he kept going. <laughs> And so then great. I went walking into the water another three inches. Yeah. <laughs> another three inches. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Going back to you, neckbeards. Uh, <laughs> as, as the lead neckbeard in this situation, um, DMing a long campaign is so different because I, I just kind of have to go episode to episode. There's only so much I can plan ahead. But DMing like a short 10 episode thing is basically it's all decided when you start. There's only so much flexibility you can give when it's that short. Um, I imagine it's the same for you guys with your characters. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much more room for character growth. Yeah, that's what I was going to mm -hmm. say as a character. Like, like you mentioned before, I draw out reveals. You can't really do that. So yeah. Yeah. if you have something, it's just going to get left or you better say it as soon as you start. There's no... Uh, I like, hi, like, hi, I'm JR, I'm a dragon. Yeah, I'm going to be a dragon in yeah. five days. Yeah. I was thinking about Kit Montoya just yeah. there and <laughs> laughing to myself. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But yeah, you just got to throw everything out there yeah. and where you can build and you can change your character as long on the way because you're yep. like, hey, maybe I should grow in this direction. I think there's more growth in a longer one. Yeah, you get to be Definitely. more, you get to be more comfortable in your character because you're exposed to more scenarios like, I just think it's more fun to play that way because 
well, A, you become super attached to your character, and now I'm being exposed to, you know, 13 or 14 yeah. scenarios of, okay, I'm in I'm in Moe's headspace. What am I going to do? What's going on? And, I mean, short ones can be fun, too, especially if you do, like, a one-dimensional character, which is also fun, mm-hmm. but you don't get a... You you don't get to become the character if that makes sense. If you're a one dimensional character, is the name Dot? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is actually really good timing, Joey. You specifically did not want me to forget this question. You noted it in the short rest channel. Um, did your characters turn out the way you imagined they would when you first sat down to write them over a year ago? What traits emerged that you didn't expect? Um, what was the character arc that most surprised you? I feel like that's pretty relevant for a longer campaign. That's a good question. Did I ask that question? You did. Okay. You specifically said. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wrote in there like, I don't want to forget this. Thank you, because I forgot. <laughs> Thank you, past Joey. I have an answer to that. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay, yeah. so when I first conceived of Finian, he was going to be a bit more of a, um, um, a bit more of a hippie. <laughs> That's Not that he wasn't already, but, you know, m- maybe more of the time he was going to spend sort of just out in la-la land, like tripping on shrooms and being a weirdo. Um, but as the campaign progressed, the events of the campaign were so freaking serious that it was difficult for me to get into the mindset of a character that couldn't take anything seriously through that, or it would have just broken stuff. You were going to be stoned all the <clears throat> yeah, time, basically, right? I was going to be a total right? mess, basically. <laughs> and the party would have had to carry me. I kind of would have liked to see that. I'm not it would have been okay if like the campaign wasn't like like I said progressing in such a serious direction, but like it would have been really difficult. The character, like, the guys, would all have been like really annoyed with him. Really annoyed. <laughs> I played that. <laughs> Extra annoyed. Yeah. What about you? It's already bad enough. Um, I guess I can go next. Uh, so I love what Mo turned into, but that was not my initial plan with him. So. Uh, when Joey and I were, you know, going back and forth and I was telling him about Mo, so I, Nolan, obviously knew that Sensei probably had malicious intentions, but Mo had no idea. And but I mean Mo was blindly trusting him. So the original plan was when Mo found out that like it was kind of a sham, he was gonna become super like um how how do I want to say this? He wasn't going to trust anyone anymore. Cynical. Yeah, and just be like really conspiratorial about everyone, like who's out to get him and everything. Very untrusting of authority. Yeah. yeah. But mm. the way it played out, I kind of realized like, okay, yeah, it's Mo's greatest weakness that he just automatically trusts you. It's also his strength. Yeah. So he kind of just leaned more into it, which I, I loved, honestly. I'm glad it, was it went a very, that way. It was a very charming and endearing level of naivete. Yeah. Without being over the top. I think you played that line pretty well without like driving the rest of us crazy. Right. right I don't know. Right. How many times did he go down a dark alley? Well, I mean, but it was it was amusing and never did get us all in great trouble. It's, it's not like you went and said, Oh, hey Mardani, I believe you great. and we're gonna right. you know, I mean, like and ran off to join the evil circus. Um, the evil circus. Yeah. Evil circus. Um, yeah. I I had absolutely no idea that Tana was gonna get an emotional support demon, and I think that that is maybe my all-time favorite thing about her. It's like, it just like <laughs> Oh yeah, that was so And it's so funny cuz yeah. I I didn't Joey didn't tell me anything about Kriv right beforehand. Um and when we were fighting this demon and everyone was fighting him, right? Like yeah. we weren't pulling our punches. No, we were rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> that, seriously one of my favorite episodes of all time. Not going to lie was too. 
I just, both as Rachel and as Tana, I was like, I don't really want to fight this guy. I like this guy. And like, yeah, he actually did like damage to Heen and, and, and you know, one could argue maybe isn't the greatest entity he on Kaisar. He is a demon. He is a demon. He is a yeah, demon. He's chaotic but evil. He does. He's chaotic <laughs> evil. He's not a good dude. What'd you say? I, he's chaotic. He's no, probably, he's chaotic neutral. He's, he's probably like the purest chaotic neutral. <clears throat> neutral. In okay, so he's a neutral yeah. then. Yeah. Which I, I've actually never. I, chaotic neutral is a really hard one to mm -hmm. find. So yep. I love that we actually mm -hmm. have an example of that. No, I absolutely. That's like one of my all time favorite things that we did. I love that I have an emotional support demon who can give me hugs while also strangling other things. Like it's just, I just, <laughs> I just love it so much. I will genuinely miss Kriv a lot. <laughs> I, I will not miss my preparation for playing Kriv. His dialogue was the hardest brain twister nonsense I have ever done in my life. <laughs> and I loved it. It was so great. It was so great. I have to admit, I certainly didn't catch on to it very much at all. I was like, mm. That's funny, because I think Sarek and Nolan were actually pretty much following along. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only, I caught parts of it, but some of it was like, <laughs> I was expecting he to become evil and actually betray oh. the group. I was really, I know how Joey likes to mess with your backstories. I was really expecting he was going to find a compelling reason for Heen to rejoin the Seekers and to work with them to try and kill the group. Oh, wow. that would have been awful. What a different direction the campaign would have taken if you'd done that. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. And then that oh. would have been right at that pivotal moment where Moe's like, I don't know if I can trust the group, too, because that would have been early to mid when Moe yeah. was really struggling with that. That would have been a very, very different story. Wow. Huh. Um, okay, well. I have a question for everyone. What was your inspiration for your characters? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Pure I can chaos. start with mine. I base mine on a JoJo reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a JoJo reference. From Who JoJo's in the Pizza. Discord guessed that? Was it Ricky? No, it was, it was Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, it was Jeff. It was Jeff. Yeah. yeah. That was really funny. You were like, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> I think my character was sort of like equal parts Jeff Spicoli and, and uh, the dude. Mm. And okay. that was my original uh, conception. Right. It was, and I totally played it differently than that. That would have been, like I said, it would have been like some sort of weird fucked up Tom Bombadil character without the power. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would have been like, why are you here? I still want to play with that character. That's It would have been interesting, but difficult in the with the arc yeah. of the story, right? It would have been difficult to stay in the character. For mm -hmm. that. I really like the twisted, broken um, aspect of like good and evil. And especially when you start intertwining them and so i definitely was like mm, i want a fallen fallen paladin of some kind yeah. and so i looked up what you know what are some examples of fallen paladin and at the time i was playing doom so actually i based he largely off the doom slayer and tried huh. to give him some personality <laughs> i listened to a whole lot of metal while i was writing his backstory uh, and then just went back changed the music around made it a little happier and stuff and then changed pieces of it so i could actually build it so i actually used quite a bit of music to help uh, inspire that, the different that's pieces cool. that's so oh cool. yeah that's sweet uh, I based mine off of, so one of the reasons why we started discussing with Joey to get into D&D podcasting was I came across a D&D podcast called Dungeons and Daddies, and one of their characters, uh, his name is Henry, and his innocence and like aloofness was just so hilarious. I, I just wanted to play a character like that, and I think that's kind of where I pulled my inspiration from. Um, I have always loved glass cannons. I just, 
anytime I play like Diablo and make a character there, they're just Aaron's like, you should put more stats in your toughness. I'm like, bite me as I put all of my stats and you know, like my magic and power. And it ultimately so, works if you can dish out enough damage I, yeah. before you get hit. I mean, yeah, I only almost died like 12 times in this campaign, <laughs> so clearly it worked out. Um, I'm not fond of this question, but it was just asked in the Discord, so I have to ask it. Um, if JR didn't turn into a dragon, would he and Han have ended up together? Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Maybe we leave that to our listeners from that I'm, I'm already feeling jealous over here. <laughs> I think no. I think JR and Tana actually really pushed each other's buttons. Yeah. Especially when JR was, you know, uh, possessed by a sword. Remember, we almost killed each other. It would have been hot yeah. for about a week, and then you would have actually killed each other. <laughs> but, but, like, there was, like, I don't know, we always ended up, like, naked or whatever. So who knows? Who knows what would have happened? He's got a thing for ASMRs, though. <laughs> you did have, like, the D&D universe's most, like, repressed and or controlled tiefling ever. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Allie, our goddess of hope, wants to know uh, what are your most favorite slash enjoyable moments you've had playing your character? I already kind of answered that with finding my Kriv, you know, my emotional support mm -hmm. demon. Um, I really loved it when we had our big fight, Nolan, you know, Mo and Tana. I thought that was great. And then Tana came back and had a moment of humility, which we don't always see with her. Um, I loved all the moments where Tana and JR did wake up naked <laughs> or something. Or Why there was like a double entendre about your sword. Um, oh my, the whole lightning rod. Oh yeah. my God. Whole, that whole episode was, uh, my face was hurting from laughing. Yeah. And that was like, we, we didn't know each other very well by no. then, right? So I, I was kind of like, here we go. You're going to know me now. <laughs> and like it kind of started, I remember this really clearly, like Greg initially was like kind of squirming, like, I don't know what to do about this. And then he was like, yeah, my rod. I was like getting into it. It was great. It was definitely like a cohesifying moment. My favorite part playing Finian for as far as like the rest of the group is getting the reaction when Finian would say, well, yeah, I went off in wild shaped and, you know, disappeared for a while. And you're all like, what are you doing out there? <laughs> well, you know, there hasn't been a lot of romance in the last year. Okay, Sarah, There were a few moments us. like that where you all called me out for that. It's like, well, you know, let your imaginations run wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. I think... Running with Dergus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite... I actually really employed... Uh, I actually really enjoyed playing um, Soul Render. Yeah, of course you of did. Of course you did. I, I, I have two archetypes I love playing, and that's the lawful evil and lawful good. Mm -hmm. huh. And I think playing a villain's pretty fun. Yeah, they are fun. And being able to switch like that and then pull like little teeny tiny things that would annoy people like sitting on the toilet <laughs> while they're talking to people. So good. When JR came back after all of that, the night and day difference really caught me off guard because mm -hmm. you yeah. rolled us all in so slowly with soul render yeah, that when that JR came back I was like holy shit yeah that was I a forgot. good bit of acting there yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah I think uh my favorite episode we recorded was actually the one where we were trying to rescue Tana because oh yeah it, it was so fun to get in that new angle of 
the four of us trying to work together while we were just exploding yes. on each other. That, and then yeah. Sarah coming in with the comedic relief. That was just <laughs> yeah, that was so hey guys, funny. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually really good timing for a question that just popped up from Airborne, which is, you know, sometimes really getting into a character campaign can teach you something about yourself or spark some out of game personal growth. And um, they were wondering if that's something that we felt along the way. I'll take that one. uh, Start that one off. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, actually, Heen is the first character I haven't. Uh, I have like a template for how I build characters and it's normally I choose like some weird aspect uh, I think about like of myself that I either haven't explored or what happened if that went a different way or uh, something like that. And I usually take that and I turn it up to 11 and that's how I build my character. And then I'll go look up the magic from there. Um, With Heen, I had already played a similar character in terms of like skill sets. I already knew the skill set. And then with uh, Heen, uh, I... I guess, I mean, I absolutely relate with the Fallen Paladin type of thing a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail about that because that's a long story. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't one of those aspects I wanted to explore. And so Heen was just, what do I think would be an interesting story? What would be a good group supportive? I knew I wanted to be kind of the old man of the group who'd already lived his life and already done stuff. And I figured I can't really personally relate with that yet. So I guess in a sense, I did kind of explore a different angle, but that wasn't the intent with this. It, this is literally the first character I've ever said. I'm not leading out with that. How many years old, like in human years, Earth years, was Heen by the time he died? Uh, he would have been around 55 to 60. That's funny because you're only a little bit older than Finian. Finian. Yeah. Because he's yep. 50 plus the five years he aged. I, yeah, I actually liked your guys' camaraderie. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, the two kind of older, yeah. wiser we, characters. If there was one thing we didn't get to do is to kind of dig into that a little bit more. Like we talked at one point in one of the episodes about sort of the philosophy of balance, right? And how to like teach others to use magic and use it wisely because that would have been kind of your mission if you hadn't basically gotten sucked into this bigger yeah, kind of yeah. global yeah. problem. Um, so that would have been a fun thing for our characters to do. I don't feel like I regret not having done that because it just wouldn't have made sense to kind of go off on our own and do that. It kind of took a strange <laughs> turn because I was originally thinking when you mentioned you were older, like 50, 60 as well, I was like, oh, okay, we have two more mature characters in the group. And then it turned out, <laughs> no, that was not the case whatsoever. And it just completely went the opposite direction I was expecting. And I was 50 like, 50 year old elf is not a mature. Yeah. 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 I, d- I didn't even register that when you first said yeah. it. I was like, Oh, he's 50. He's 60. He's older. No. Nope. Yeah. No, <laughs> he needs some more seasoning. That's for sure. What about you guys? Was there any, um, out of game growth or changes that you guys like, like Greg, did you, finally realized that hitting on people's mothers isn't necessarily <laughs> the best course of action. <laughs> He's smirking at me right now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a JR thing. I, uh, no, I built JR different for me, I'd say. Also, the character changed from, I think the initial character was nothing that I had for this campaign wasn't anything like, and then it changed from class to backstory. Yeah. So, there's just a lot of change. And I, like, Built it separate, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I learned. The That's short version tough... is none of us grew or changed yeah. or matured in any possible way yeah. from this show. And <laughs> if anything, I would argue that we all devolved I, and became more immature. Would you all agree? Absolutely true. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I learned a lot from the whole experience in general, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, po- well, the podcast, the podcast, and recording, yeah. and like yeah. you know, doing the kind of live 
voice recording is really interesting experience. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think any of us have done this, at least to this degree. Yeah. Uh, Marshmallow Tasha, this was a question for me. She said, since I was the only non-D&D person going into this, after this campaign, will you continue playing Never. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I, I I would really like to, um, and I would really like to do a campaign that's not being recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can like there was improvisation, and and we didn't have a script, and also there were times where it was like, hold on, guys, I have to stop and think if this is like the best choice for the recording. Like, I want to make sure I do the choice that's going to be the most entertaining for our listeners. But and it's like. I just want to go and play D and D. Yeah, you and there's, know? A, there's a big difference. Typically, when you sit down to a D and D session, it's you know three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot mm-hmm. of that is just bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, but it also you get an opportunity to kind of like bullshit within character yes. too. Yes. Yeah, and you get little side quests and things. And it was a lot harder with this kind of with a group, and you're trying to move a story along to have side quests that would make any sense. And have the listeners not want to pull their hair out. Yeah. 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 I I think I just want to go play like some selfish D and D, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where I can ruin Joey's campaign and with no repercussions. Anyway, um, the next question (laughs) is from Andre, our God of blunder and buffoonery. Um, Joey, was there originally a plan behind Finian being the key of keys? Um, and was that your original intention, or did you modify that after the party took a completely different path than okay. you thought? Okay, so Imiguth was always going to play a significant role in the story, just not the role he ended up playing. Um, huh. And so Finian was always his key of keys, his tumor that he implanted in the party <laughs> to, oh, so to derail the Seven and ruin his brother's plans. So... Um, now, the Gathering Storm didn't realize that their visions were clouded by, of course, the Cloud Giant. And so the the Tome of Insight heralded Finian as this great key of keys who will, you know, you the seven are the keys, but he is the key to those keys. Um, but it was all a lie. It was all bullshit. Well, I mean, <laughs> we just basically messed up that whole plan anyway. I mean, we yes, didn't go that yes. direction. So it, didn't, it wasn't important. Well, anymore. no. That's actually a perfect segue. Oh, he did. He won. Well, ultimately, he got what he wanted. And I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't remember who asked this question. So absolutely feel free to scream at me in the Discord. But um, one of the questions was, Joey, what was the plan supposed to be before oh, <laughs> some yeah. dumb fuck, <clears throat> not me, uh, derailed it? Like, what were you planning on doing so Thoguth was never supposed to be the big bad he was supposed to be like your big ally <laughs> in the end. uh i had three ideas for who the big bad would be um and who it would end up being depended on you guys and the path you took of course you took none of those paths <laughs> welcome to dungeons and dragons no, this is fascinating <laughs> yeah this is really cool um so the first one was mentioned or like episode two when Tana brought up Karzire. Mm. Um, I knew that Karzire would be this big bad demon who would uh, originally my plan for him was he would conquer most of Noctara before you guys realized what was going on because you'd be in the light. So he would have been a really great big bad especially since he's tied to one of the characters. The worst. 
Um, and worst. he's just pure evil. Like yeah. there's there's nothing redeeming about that guy. He would have been perfect. Um, Margani was another option. Uh, she worked particularly well because she diametrically opposed Thoguth's balance. And so I assumed you guys would be working with Thoguth to restore balance and restore Legal. And here's this lady who wants to kill Legal and make the world spin. So uh, I, she was also a great option. But the big bad who I thought would be most likely was Imiguth. Huh. Um, that you would take Thoguth's side and fight his brother who was trying to fuck everything up. Yeah. Huh. It was pretty poetic to end up fighting Thogus at the end. Yeah, yeah. To the, the opposite. big bads that we could end up fighting. Yeah. Like, it was... He wasn't a bad character. There well, was nothing evil about him. because he wasn't written him. to be evil. Yeah. He wasn't... He was trying to do good. I, I mean, The yeah. best villains yeah. often Right. Do. Really, it was yeah. a very interesting finish to the story because we weren't really good versus evil. It was just two different approaches to accomplishing the uh, same thing. I had a lot of fun with his dialogue yeah. for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Where it's like, he is right. He is right. So we, everybody uh, the, was right. It was just which right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so the greater god of chaos wants to know how would have it how would have it affected the storyline if the party would have been able to stop the mages from unleashing Thogith from his change chain. So okay, in other words, if Thogith hadn't been released, oh, then what? <laughs> that combat was crazy to prepare because there was so much shit going on yeah. i had no idea how to balance it so i just kind of was like yeah these numbers seem fine let's roll with it uh, <laughs> i was i made it very difficult to stop because of course the point would be for thoguth to be the final battle if you guys were amazing and stopped it from happening then it would be more likely that the hegemon would be the final boss that makes sense um, but I'm gl I'm glad Thoguth got free because it was a way cooler battle. All right, yeah. I know we all have trust issues. I do. I know we've been hurt twice before, but Zach would like to speak, and <sighs> Zach has a feeling that it will work. Third time is Zach, a charm. I'm going right. to invite you to the stage. Zach, if this doesn't work, I'm banning you from our Discord. We, I have faith. <laughs> I have faith, Zach. He says, fair. Uh, <laughs> Zach, you're live. Okay. Hey! What's up, Zach? This is the best redemption arc in all of it. <laughs> I, I know, seriously, it should be part of canon. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I have to know. Obviously, I'm early on. Joey, did you even consider making Darius the big bad? Because <laughs> you set him up as this mystical rainbow pig, and he's just, you know, this innocent squealing little ball of pork and then in the back of my mind i'm like he's gonna kill everyone but, it's, you know. it's really funny you say that zach so for our listeners uh many of our listeners have been in our discord for a while and there's been this tinfoil Ugh. hat conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah. that dergis is the big bad so you're not alone in thinking that zach that was like a thing and has been for a year uh the answer is yes i definitely considered that um <laughs> What would have, uh, what would to me. have been like? <laughs> the, the running joke was that Dergis was actually Karzire in disguise. Yep. Um, I, so my plan, my something I was v very seriously considering, and, and you're, you said you're early on, so this won't make too you much sense. It. But um, Dergis, I considered him being an illusion from Imigoth. 
um, that he was a plant mm. the whole time because Finian was already in the Guts Pawn, so it makes sense he would send uh, an a familiar companion, a mole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Well, you mentioned that because pig. I almost made, I, I almost canonized what the for the one I DM'd. I almost canonized that Finian was an illusion. <laughs> the opinion, the I was, character was, I was an so illusion. close, but I knew I'd piss you off so much if I did that. So I was like, all right, really you know what? Weird, no. uh, end of my character. <laughs> but ultimately, everyone loved Dergis so much that he needed to remain pure. He needed to Thank remain you. Pure. I would have yeah. personally had a problem with that. <laughs> Zach, we're so happy you came on. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, See ya. Okay, so I've had this question from multiple people, including our goddess of hope, our god of comedy, and our goddess of healing just now. Uh, any one-shots? Oh, will we do one-shots in mm-hmm. the future? Uh, our greater goddess of healing specifically wanted to know <laughs> if we could do a standalone with Deadbeat and Diane. Wow. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't need the rest of us for that. Just yeah, have Joey just sit in the Joey basement talking recording. to himself. <laughs> oh, man. We, along those lines, wait, real quick. We had an idea for the April Fool's episode where it would just be Finian recounting what happened during the episode and not actually showing the episode. I think we just forgot yeah. because I love that idea. Yeah. So it would just, just be... Drive it, just me it would right. just be Aaron talking. This happened. Yeah. Yeah. this happened. I think we forgot and it was like last second. I yeah. thought of our current yeah. April Fool's episode that's up. What was... Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so I messaged you yeah, and I was noises, like, hey, yeah. I have this idea. Yeah. Uh, so I... Here's my hot take. I absolutely detest one-shots. I hate them. Uh, I, I hate running them. I hate being a part of them. I hate people who play them. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. What if we did a Derrickus and Friends 2? Uh, that might help. But yeah. So uh, we were asked the difference between short campaigns and long okay. campaigns. Mm-hmm. And long campaigns give you so much more room. Inversely, one-shots give you no room for anything, and by the time you get to meet the characters, it's over. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just don't like them. So I, I <laughs> don't look at me if you're hoping for one-shots. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see us all just sitting around eating shawarma or something like that, like at the end of what was the <laughs> Avengers? Yeah, yeah. The Avengers yeah. Movie. yeah, you can get that. <laughs> oh, you, maybe. Yeah. Just say that. Yeah, I have a. Actually, can I ask my own question as no. a follow-up? No, no, mute yourself. <laughs> Go ahead, of course. So I had a question about like short campaigns, long campaigns. It just occurred to me because I've never actually played in a campaign like this. If you were doing a campaign that was short, like 10 episodes, but you had big time skips between each episode or each session so that your character could then grow and evolve and basically you have to come up with your own that would be an interesting way to do it. Off screen, basically and you come back to the table two years later. Yeah. Or three months, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we kind of, our, our arc was really over the course of what? It really was about a year. I think it was almost exactly a year. Right. Yeah. So and not a lot of time progressed. So character development, you get a fair amount in that period mm-hmm. of time, but it's not like we went two decades. Right. Right. Um. So that is kind of a good lead into a question from Tiger Tony, who wants to know, um, how do you feel this campaign has gone compared to others that all of you have been involved with and i know you guys have definitely talked about this a lot like before we hit the record button we were like oh well at least so and so didn't do this horrible thing this time <laughs> like there's still bad blood nolan's character needed to lose an eye 
I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. So Nolan's character has lost an eye in maybe literally every campaign, Except and it's not on one. purpose. It just kind of happens. Well, you lost an arm you in this arm. one. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Yeah, I, I had a plan for Nolan, for Mo losing an eye, and then I must have forgotten. So I'm sorry I let you down. No, it's, <laughs> it's all fun. down, Joey. It's I not was waiting too for late. It. Yeah. I mean. Poke. <laughs> uh, you should have shown back up in the uh, epilogue. Missing an, an eye patch. Missing an eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eye patch. Oh it's like a farming God. injury. It's a long story. <laughs> oh my I climbed the ladder and got my eye down. <laughs> uh, I, I actually feel like the way everything happened was pretty D&D, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was certainly truncated a bit with episodes being a lot shorter. Things uh, We didn't have three-hour philosophy arguments, uh, which is, <laughs> you know... The, uh, <laughs> That is very common in our D and D campaigns. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, to me, it was it was D and D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have played in campaigns in the past where the lawyers all brought their books to the table. Uh, yeah, and thank goodness Joey does not run campaigns that way because it drives everybody up a wall when there's just yeah. arguments. The over. most important rule is the rule of cool. Right. Uh, yeah. it, you want to make sure it works. Yeah. Yep. Well, we are actually coming down to our last couple of questions. Um, of course, you guys are welcome now to put any last questions you have in the Discord. Um, on my end, I only have a couple of more. Um, this is just a quick, I want a rapid fire answer when I point at you. This is from Andre, God of Blunder and Buffoonery. Who's everyone's favorite NPC? Joey, go. Ah, uh, shit. I don't know. Nolan, go. Sensei. <laughs> Greg. Uh, gonk. Gonk. Aaron. Deadbeat or gonk? Yeah, deadbeat. Okay. <laughs> Joey. Oh, wait, I actually think mine is Edgar. Oh. oh because of the hair. Because he's and the butt. Butt. his ass. Have you seen he's that guy? Ass. I can't mind Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so mean. From someone named Beansy. I have no idea who this could be. <laughs> Joey, why did it take 50 plus episodes to bring up <laughs> no one's nickname? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm no so win. glad. Yeah. I, I, when I said that, I was hoping you were listening and I was hoping that you would, you'd smile off into the distance. Uh, I was not smiling. <laughs> uh, no, I think you had a kind of look on your face like, fuck off. I mean, I'm not at the show. I'm coming. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, are, we have someone who would like to join, Rach, if you're okay with me interrupting you. Oh, I was going to say our greater god of chaos is waiting in the wings. Perfect. You were way ahead of me. Uh, Ricky, I am inviting you to the stage. Don't betray us as Zach did. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you and then nothing happened. You were muted. <laughs> Zach, I was redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> you were... Are you here? Hey! 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 Hey. Can you guys hear me well? Yes, you can. Cool. Um, Just first off, their congratulations on everybody for like getting all the way to the end of this campaign. Yeah, thanks, man. It was fun uh, being uh, on the ride with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, thank you Um, for joining us on this adventure. Yeah, thanks for helping Tana not (laughs) die. Yeah. Thanks for trying welcome. to kill Finian a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you guys is um what is that one divine intervention role that you guys just hated that you got from oh. another deity? 
I'd have to think there, back there on that. There was one, and it was like so not her fault because like everything, Ali is our goddess of healing, mm-hmm. or no, our goddess of hope, hope sorry. Yeah. And like everything she does is just so wonderful. But there was one, it was just like so funkily timed and like it almost killed me and it was just oh, like this fu- yeah. but I don't remember what it was, it was where I was like Allie how could you it was happenstance it was yeah. like totally and accidental and in the discord she was like I'm sorry I'm sorry but it was just so funny it was so funny I she, can't otherwise the roles have been really nice to me yeah as most of them were not in my favor so thanks guys oh Zach <laughs> Zach is saying that um, Pete our god of pizza he had a nat 1 that replaced a nat 20 yeah that was a good one yeah. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that Honestly, was the worst. I even I loved when the deities like you're like, yes, I rolled so well and it switched, and you're like, oh well, time to roll with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. Aaron, you had some some bad rolls for a few episodes there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't oh. such chaos as more just retribution. <laughs> leaving it at that. Oh man. Anyone else think of one? Yeah, it was the uh, the mammoth owl bear thing that the yeah. dragon carried oh, away because yeah. I finally was going to hit something because I think I hadn't <laughs> yeah, hit anything. Right. Oh, that's and right. It turned into a nat one and flew away or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, not- that's so funny. So I went through the first couple episodes not actually hitting anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, oh, oh, my God. Uh, I know, Sarek, I'll remind you because you have one that you bring up in a lot of the short rests mm-hmm. when Heen was trying to jump through the window. Yeah, no, I didn't hate that one by any means. Like that was, oh, that was just funny like, as hell. That was the yeah. one I remember the most Bonk. for sure. Need to run yeah. out the door instead. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna bring it back up again. Yep. So thank you. That um, I agree with Nolan. None of them were like awful. None of them I was just like, oh come on with. I, they were so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were, were so idea. much fun. We absolutely yeah. loved having you guys do that. Like <laughs> even when we bitched and groaned about it, like it was just the best. <laughs> it really was. I kind of was expecting more of it. To be fair, like more. There were like twelve in episode. Uh, I know. I just was like, I was expecting more to come on down from on high. Aaron's a masochist. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I just rolled. Oh no, you have a two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll play with that. Uh, thank you I, so I, much, I Ricky. I have one roll. Mm-hmm. I have one roll to get off my conscience that I gave um, Aaron Finian. Oh. And <laughs> while I was uh, listening to the episode, it was funny, but I felt bad about that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's while you were talking to Imigith and trying to persuade him. Oh, and, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, like, your whole story, like, it was just so touching. and It, it was really good. And I did not remember and, I had to right, a bad persuasion. It was like a seven. I was like, thank well, you. Yeah. I remember I was sweating I, I bullets over that. Bad. I was sweating bullets over that yeah. speech. So I'm. thank you for helping me. <laughs> Um, oh um, man. I felt so bad about that. No, it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, actually, it was perfect. It was just like, it was perfect for Finian. It's like, you know, he's, you know, emoting his heart out the best he can, but his <laughs> charisma is so bad. It's like, well, you got a seven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Yeah. Thank you, Ricky. And yeah. thank you to all of our deities who rolled for us. They, yeah. they thank made you. the you campaign ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks, Ricky. Thank you, you too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right, you know what? I think we just have one last question from our god of comedy. Uh, it seems like a good question to end on. Joey? Yes. Ten? Ten. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, so the, there, there are ten 
forces of magic, basically. This was the whole balance thing. So these forces of magic, from these, naturally, the 10 demigods arose, and each demigod created a race, so there were 10 races. And then the 10 demigods allowed certain members of their race to ascend to become dragons, so there were 10 colors of dragon. And this magic influenced the way geography was set up, so there were 10 places in the afterlife that Legal would sort you into and he would sort you based on those 10 aspects. So everything in this world is centered around the number 10. That's why things were out of balance. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to hit that home so hard is because when I then introduced the concept of the seven, I wanted it to be like, wait, why seven and not 10? Ten. Um, mm-hmm. And so you would, because at the time, you guys didn't realize... Uh, Finian knew that Tregith was alive, of course, but you guys had no idea that there were still demigods around. Um, so that, that was the point. <clears throat> Question for you. Uh, did we... I, I didn't keep track of it. Did we end up visiting in some capacity all 10 of the... No. Uh, no. no. I don't think didn't. we did, did we? Um, we didn't even come close. No, you maybe saw half of them because you saw right. malice, tenacity, pandemonium, pandemonium mercy. mercy. Oh, well, uh, and mal- mercy, malice. Uh, <laughs> oh, trickery. You saw trickery. trickery. So I think you saw half. Well, when we saw Thogoth, we were in his domain. So that would be another one, right? No, that was uh, on the Vitaran side. Oh. Because yeah. he was alive. He never died. That's I right. mean, until you killed him. Do you him. have the other five paths on... Yeah, you want to know what they are? I do. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I just pulled up the... I thought there was only five. Yeah. There are ten. Huh. Um, for one for each race, one for each demigod, etc. Oh, yeah, et tell us. You never saw the Path of Peace, which is the mm-hmm. Triton one. Um, hopefully that's where Kavis ended up, but may probably not. Uh, Even though he wanted peace, I don't think he actually created peace. Poor guy. Uh, the Path of Solitude, um, which is the ASMR's general place. That's where Thogoth would have gone if he died by normal means and not by soul render. Mm. Uh, There's the Path of Transition, uh, which is the human desert. It's kind of like Pandemonium, but it's less chaos, more change. Uh, And the... Oh, and you guys... Oh, the Path of Truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was the Path of Solidarity, which you did see. It's the only path that connects to Vitara. That's where Thekum is. Mm. So you you did see Solidarity. So if we had gone the other direction and the seven had risen to become demigods, would we have seen all of those? Or was that never part I, of your conscious I had, plan to I, get us all there? I have a very detailed world map. It's on our website if anyone is curious. Yeah. So I had no idea where you guys would actually end up. So I planned all of them assuming you would see every single oh one. Gosh. Wow. That's I incredible. Mean, yeah. I mean, Finian kind of got prepared as if he was going in the desert. He got his, you know, his, go- his yeah. sunglasses yeah. and his gloves and all that. And we ended up not really going. There was so much that I had planned that you guys never saw. It was never I hinted guess, at. I guess then I have, I do have actually just one more question. And I'm not stalling and prolonging this because I don't want to say goodbye to this podcast or anything. Right. <laughs> no. Certainly not. Uh, Joey, is there one thing that you had planned yes. that yes. we didn't get to see that just to this day, like either you haven't told us or like it really bothers you, you wish we could have done it or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. There is a place on the map, you can go see it right now called Stone Scar. Um, huh. This is the place where 400 years ago, the stone giant um, with her army of Gith uh, 
clashed with Elgoth, the fire giant, and his army of tiefling. And this is basically where all of the, where that war, that era ended. And what happened is Burgoth, the stone giant, used psionics to eradicate all magic in this giant area. She completely cut it off from all of the world's magic. Oh, wow. And so she unraveled herself and the fire giant immediately. They were just gone. But the magic never returned to Stone Scar. Oh. So it's Whoa. a place where magic and psionics do not work, period. Now, why is this so important? One, it's super cool. But two, <laughs> when you die, the process of dying in this setting is Legal grabs your soul and sorts you. Legal can't touch Stone Scar. Huh. People don't die here. Um, and. They but what? but they age. Huh. Whoa. So Ew. it's there's this city in the center of Stone Scar called the Living Catacomb, and it's made up of of bones. If Aaron showing <laughs> Aaron us on the map, Aaron is literally showing the map. <laughs> <laughs> the living, oh, okay. The Living Catacombs is made up of the bones of people who are who have lived here, but they are still alive. Oh. They just have, they can't move because they don't have muscles or tendons or ligaments. Oh, that's but they're awesome. aware. And it's ruled by and this awful. glitch guy. There's no magic, keep in mind. So, but he's hundreds of years old. He was there during the original battle. He just kills the strongest people and grafts their muscles and bones to himself to replace his own. Oh. And so I loved the idea of you guys going here. You would have no magic, no psionics, and you'd have to fight this guy who also doesn't have magic. But he has like four arms. He has like muscles grafted on everywhere. Uh, I thought that would play a bigger part in the story. Oh, that would really play no that part yeah. in the story. So unfortunately, cool. no part. It was I. Every time I wanted to mention it, because there are stories of this place. It's big in Belior, this place where no magic exists. So people love retiring there, right? Mm -hmm. They don't realize what happens right. there. Uh, but every time I wanted to bring it up, it just never happened. That's that's Man. amazing. Uh, uh, that's too bad. Well, you guys, in a world where most stories aren't finished and most D&D sessions are canceled because of conflicting schedules <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of shows are canceled midway through, I am really proud that we put this show together. I'm really proud that we took it this far. And yep. I am so grateful, as I know everyone at this table is, for all of our listeners in Discord, outside of Discord. We couldn't have done this without you guys. We appreciate you so much. Thank so you for much. being part of this journey from episode one until now. We love you guys. Seriously, thank you all. Yep. You made yeah, this the, you. Magical, made this the yeah. best journey. Yeah. So mm -hmm. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Our Discord will stay open forever. Even after we're dead, we will run it as zombies and ghosts. <laughs> Out um, of, uh, what's it called? Stone Scar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, we will be the living catacombs yep. running this Discord for you. Um, so don't be strangers, okay? Until next time, 
a possible campaign two, a possible season two. You never know. Matt Mercer, if you're listening, (laughs) Uh, we won't be far. I was going to say with or without Nolan. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I I would replace Nolan with Matt Mercer. I get it. (laughs) But he has to do the dad jokes. That has to be. No. (laughs) Don't make me hate Matt Mercer. Uh, Well, with that, you guys, I think it is time to turn off our mics and hang up our headsets one last time, at least for now. So, thanks see, again. See you guys. See you, see you, see you guys. See you, everybody. Bye.